Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Patrick Maher out. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for, I don't know, I was going to come up with some cool nickname. Does Patrick have a cool nickname or something like that? I was going to call him like P. Mizzy. No, I think just, unfortunately, it's Patrick. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't go, go by Pat. Or say, he doesn't go by Pat Rick. It's really weird because people will be like, hey, well, how's Pat doing? And I'm like, who are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 he, he's also big on, like, you can't give yourself a nickname. So maybe we, while he's out, should come up with a nickname for him and then it's a good point. give it to him when he comes back. Because when I first met him, the story goes, and by the way, Kay Adams did the same thing. I said, hi, my name's Dustin. You can call me Swede. And both of them said, no, I won't. They refused to. Yeah, it's weird. That they refused to or that I tried that to you get said to- that, yeah. My whole life, everyone just called me sweet. I hate my but first he, name. His, yeah. his is actually logical, right? Like, if your name is Christopher, yeah, you're like, hey, call, call me, me Turbo. Chris. Like, no, yeah, yeah, it was just like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. That's kind of weird to be like, you could call me. Like, I'll call you what I want. Now, I also feel bad because I refer to you as Dustin. So, if you don't like your name, then I'll call you something else. No, I just kind of became a thing so that Patrick doesn't shame me. Okay. Because I also don't want to call you the big guy because I feel like that's just his loving nickname for you. Yeah, I, I don't want to be the one to tell him. But, like, my brother started calling me that when I was, like, 12. When yeah. I, you know, became big. Yeah. So he didn't invent that for, one either. For the record, I did not come up with JVT. So I am in line with the rule that you don't come up with your own nickname. You need, of course, you, it's your initials. What do you mean? JVT. Well, yeah, it's my initials, but like I never referred to myself as JVT. Like I did not come up with it. Like what not. age were you when someone first probably called you JVT? Oh, I, I know the exact moment. Really? Yeah. It was, it was, I was producing radio out here locally. It was one of my first media gigs. Um, Dave Koken, a yeah. famed sports betting Legend. Uh, mind. Yeah. Uh, I was producing Sportsline for him and humans, and it was like one of my first shows for them. And he asked me, hey, kid, what's your billing? And I was like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, what do they call you? And I was like, oh, I don't know. They just call me John. <laughs> he's like, we'll call you something. How about JVT? And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll call it JVT. You were, but you were in your 20s? Yeah. I would have thought as a kid your name your whole life was JVT. No, you know what? My, Same here. My nickname uh, growing up was John Vaughn. John Vaughn Tobel, John Vaughn. JVT that was, is so much better. I would agree. I would agree. I, you wow. got one of the great Twitter handles. 
Me, JVT. There's a story there, too. It's not as not as good, but, yeah, the story there behind that. There's always stories. Were you looking in the mirror when you made that handle? Is that no, I actually, again, it's a local radio thing where I had to record a liner that was 15 seconds, and it just would not fit within 15 seconds with all the, you know, how businesses do it. my name. So I didn't say my name. I just go, hey, it's me. Join me. And I got, like, I walk into the studio, and they're like, who are you? You're nobody. And I, so then I, yeah, changed the nickname. That's a go. good bit. Yeah. It's a there good bit. Go. I'm, I'm a popular guy. Very <laughs> famous. Uh, okay. Speaking of, I can't really have a segue. Baseball, we do have four games getting started here in the next eight minutes. Uh, good call by them all, too, by the way. Don't know what baseball is doing. Don't give me a standalone game at 8 o'clock between Cincinnati <laughs> and Washington and then separate it by two hours and get these, like, four games starting at once. Don't really understand it because you could just watch baseball all day. Like, it's a perfect opportunity. Well, also, so bitter. I didn't re- realize that game was starting as early as it was. Yeah. Cincinnati was minus $1.20. Like, come on. That was the play of the day right there against Patrick Corbin. Yep. And actually, this is accurate. Close what? The near pick, minus 107. They won eight to four. Yep. I, Nationals kind of creep back into it. Maybe it made it a little bit interesting, but ultimately, I never really got close to getting into it. What you got? Say I was going to say, probably the play of the day would have been going against Adam Wainwright. It's only 15 yeah. nothing right now in South Florida <laughs> in the bottom of the eighth. By the way, Wainwright, unfortunately, 40 years old, might have made his last start of his career here for the St. Louis Cardinals. Last three starts, uh, JVT, he has been horrific in this one. Um, it, it seems like the, the end is near right now when you look at his games. Uh, gave up uh, seven runs today, four earned, uh, two previous starts today, gave up six and seven. So really been struggling. Has not gone past three and a third innings over that stretch. Only eight innings. And real quick, guys, 24 hits in his last eight innings, along with 17 runs wow. earned. Jeez. You know what, though? He's going to be fantastic when they fire Marmol and he takes over as the manager. I, I don't think he's going to – I wouldn't disagree with you. I think he'd actually be a great manager, but I don't think a guy like him will want to do it. If you notice most people that are managers, they never made that kind of money. Yeah, he's got a good personality, actually. He, I think he could do TV if he wanted to and be good at it. Really? I, 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 I haven't taken in enough of Adam Wainwright, like, personality He's a very likable guy. Yeah. yeah. From Brunswick, Georgia. Actually, like, in college on my softball team, the best player on our team was his catcher in high school and said he was a great guy. But they were also 18, so who knows? It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. But, but that's like 20 years ago. Right. Georgia it's, produces some baseball players. So does Las Vegas. Well, now also, they do. Now they, yeah, absolutely. To your point, Knight, Bob Nightingale is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. He wrote an article about the A's moving to Vegas and asked a bunch of the Vegas locals. I didn't open the article. I saw the headline. Yeah. I only – all my news, by the way, everything I know for talking points headlines, to people, headlines. I only read Yahoo News headlines and, like, USA Today headlines. I don't open the story. So I have enough to get into the conversation to seem informed, there you go. but not enough to actually have an opinion. That's a good producer. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, he uh, – so he spoke to, I'm going to assume Gallo and Chris Bryant yep. and Harper. And it seems they all would have preferred Vegas get an expansion. Team. Yeah, absolutely. Now really? I actually, I did get to talk to Paul Seawald yesterday. Uh, and he, he actually, we, we joked that he would never talk to us again. Cause he gave up a pretty big bomb last night. Almost blew it. Um, Former Met, who they gave up for nothing. Yep. yep. And uh, he's been awesome this year, by the way. Yeah. But he was one of the few, to your point, that actually, when we talked to him yesterday, he was like, oh no, I've already talked to my agent. Like, if that's going to be a thing, I want to come out there. So it's going to be interesting to see because one of my favorite quotes that I've seen in the last few months, they asked Harper if he would go play for the Las Vegas A's. Well, so, and his response was, something has to go pretty wrong if I'm out there playing for the <laughs> He's right. He's right. But, but the Atlanta Braves, they have their AAA affiliate Gwinnett right in their yeah. backyard. It's yeah. a suburb of Atlanta. And there's so much talent in that area that they can scout the Southeast and mostly the state of Georgia so well. A lot of these guys that they draft and sign that fill their system are local guys who they know better than everyone because they're in their backyard. It 
it would make sense if the A's are here that they would know the talent in the city better and in hopes they could find those diamonds in the rough that other people haven't scouted as fully. They've drafted Michael Harris, uh, Jason Hayward, I think Jeff Francoeur, I could be Brian wrong. Brian McCann. Right. Jeff Francoeur is a legendary high school football player in the state of Georgia. I mean, they've drafted these guys are all from their area. Oh, there's more. There's even more. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I, Those I are just been... like first-round high-end picks that have had success. Yeah, yeah. They don't miss with Georgia guys. and But even like those guys they call up that – are fill-in spots, like a, the, the random guy, the, the spot starter. Mm-hmm. You call him up, he's from your town, you know him better, you develop him better. Like, th- these guys disappear after that, but somehow they always have dudes that just show up from AAA and they're ballers for Atlanta, and they're from the state of Georgia somehow. Yep, absolutely. Now, the A's also have to try to care to win. That would be a one thing, too, if they come out here and try to tap into the potential. Well, that would be interesting. That would, that be, would a, be interesting. If they actually gave a damn. Um, Do you want them to stay the A's? I don't think so. Not really. Like but a, they're going a, to. It's a historic franchise. Yeah. I kind of hate the colors, if I'm being totally honest. Oh, no they, question. It does not scream. Vi- no. Yeah, like what, Lincoln green and yellow or whatever? <laughs> so this like, was it's a terrible. Big, this was a big thing when the nights were happening before I moved here. On the old show, me and Patrick used to talk about, we wanted them to, like, have, like, neon colors. Like, it's Vegas. Neon right. lights, like... The flamingos, hot pink and black. Like, that would look so cool. It'd be dope. I, I want them to be the Vegas escorts. Be good. I thought it would be more appropriate with this town. I was going for, like, we used to have the minor league team, the 51s, yep. but, like, the extraterrestrials, I think, would be cool. I'm cool with like, that. Like, that, that really bright neon purple and black has would be, be like. Neon. It has to yeah, pop. It'd be great. Or the I neon agree. green. That would work, too. Actually, and, and money. Just be the elephants. You could keep the logo. Just be the elephants. Just rebrand that way. Just like the Guardians kind of just kept like the like the same font and just added something different <laughs> and then took the logo and flipped it upside down. Like, yeah, just totally do that. You could do something like that. Save a little money. It. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's not the worst idea ever. Uh, by the way, I, I mentioned we do have games. Did you? So your action here with uh, yeah, the New York Metropolitans, you were trying to fade Kodai Senga. Yeah, so Kodai Senga is really bad on the road. So I was going to fade him today, catching a plus price on Arizona. And I, I entered it at vcin.com slash pick. So it's up there. I, I'm not thrilled about the situation. On the road, not that he's pitching today, but tomorrow he will be. Kodai Senga in 37 innings pitched has a 4.58 ERA. He's significantly better at home. Don't know why that is. And I, I like this Arizona offense a lot. So I went after, uh, let's see what I got them at. I, uh, Arizona was, oh, it was only even money. It was even money. And now, if you wanted to bet Arizona taking on Max Scherzer, you're going to get much more money coming back your way. But I don't recommend doing that. Zach Davies pitched outstanding last game against Tampa. Gave up two hits. Much better offense. Yeah, I think he's going to struggle a little bit today. I don't know if the Mets win this game. I don't like the Mets being a road favorite at minus 137 on a team that's far better than them. But you know what's surprising? Scherzer hasn't looked great, but his record, if you just go based on a record, he's 7-2. and Well, you know what I'd like, though? It's not that I hate my situation. Like, I don't hate backing Davies against the Mets offense totally. It's just I'd rather have plus $1.30 than even Mm -hmm. money if I'm doing it. Uh, no question about that. Anything with the, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, the games that I had circled, actually I have a bet later with this angels Padres matchup. So Kyle Hendricks is getting the start against Wade Miley yeah, uh, for Chicago. What do you want? So one of the things so I like the metrics of looking at all these, one of the things that guys like Hendricks who like pitch the contact and some of the numbers really screw with you because he's giving up contact. Yes. So you'll see like this inflated expected and you're like, ah, okay, but he, there's a reason why. And so it always gives me pause because the numbers would scream like this dude's going to get beat up at some point, but it never really happens. He's just an old school pitcher. Yep. Like he's like a late nineties, early two thousands guy. Who's going to give you innings. By the way, Miley's just like that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, points he's of a his crafty lefty. Yep, yep. 
I, Amal and I were talking off the air. We both hate Wade Miley, like not as a person, but as <laughs> a pitcher. He's been very, but he's been very good this year. Milwaukee's good at figuring out what makes some of these pitchers click. However, at the price, I think it's a really good price on Hendricks, who I think is the better pitcher in this matchup. I think I got plus one hundred two. Mm-hmm. I think now it's like minus one hundred five. And I think the Cubs have a better lineup than than Milwaukee. So I trust them to score. They're pretty good against lefties. They're not great, the Cubs, but they're above average against lefties. Real quick, is there a pitcher besides Wade Miley? For me, there's one guy, Charlie Morton. I used to bet against him all the time. And then he goes to a Houston and Atlanta. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, this guy's way better than he was in Pittsburgh. This year, Merrill Kelly. Yeah, that's that a good one. Me. I used to bet against him all the time, and he was awesome till the blood clot. Yeah, no, I think that's in there too. I would, I think Wade Miley is the guy for me in recent memory. Because yeah. again, you look at some of these different 302 ERA, 494 expected, 316 ERA, 442 expected. You're like, every spring you look at a roster and <laughs> yep. you go, oh, Wade Miley's on that team. Wade Miley's still in the majors, huh? Good for him. Yep. Wade Miley feels like in between the fourth and fifth inning should be at one of those things in a baseball <laughs> game to see how fast he can throw the ball. Like, oh, I got 58 on the gun. All right, you get a free he's, hat. He's got a 302 ERA. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe every year, I can't believe that he's actually still dealing it's ridiculous all right it is a busy time of the year despite contrary to popular belief this is a really busy time we're going to be out of the summer league starting on friday so we got a lot of information there as we look at some of these i'll tell you this uh there was an interesting i would say do you call it an anomaly in the first of the matchups in summer league yesterday we could talk about that here on sharp money there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Before we make your next bet, vcin.com is the place to go. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all of the action. You can see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets where the money doesn't match that public opinion. And of course, it is for every event, not just today, but future events. Check them out. Another way vcin's here to help right now. Betting splits for every game at vcin.com. A lot of great stuff up on the website, including we were talking baseball. Shout out to our guy, Adam Burke, who writes up those uh, crafty write-ups every day. A lot of words, a lot of good information in those things that are very much worth checking out. So I mentioned uh, one of my favorite times of year. Look, there are certain like events on the sporting calendar that are like kind of under the radar. It's actually a really good basketball summer of all because we get the usual summer league, which right. started yesterday in California in uh, Salt Lake City. Vegas tips off on Friday. The FIBA World Cup is going to be later uh, in the summer as well, more toward like September. But that's going to be great because uh, the Americans actually have like a low-key young team that's got a lot of talent on it. So I don't think they're going to be the overwhelming favorite that many expect them to be, but still an intriguing team nonetheless. So it's a cool summer for basketball. But we'll say the summer league, you can bet on these games. But this is very much like a preseason type of deal. It's really all based on information. Are key players playing, you know, get big minutes? Are they going to be available the next day? It's all about hunting these things down and then jumping on them before the lines move. Because no you'll see these things like go, for, they'll move in either direction, four, five, six points, flips of favorites. It's all, it's all preseason stuff right now. Oh, you're absolutely right. And here's the one good thing about a bet. If you make it early at the end of the day, you still have a 50-50 shot. It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, you know, so sometimes you get in on these things. And I, I want to go back to the point you just made about getting on certain things early. Sometimes it can be risky and it doesn't work out. But there's other times you can absolutely just cash in big time. You know, last year, I didn't bet Connecticut until they were 20-1 to to win the national title. But before the season, they were 80-1. to mm -hmm. If you saw the size and the shooting of Jordan Hawkins and some of those things, you look at it. Um, you know, we'll get into some of the NBA rookies of the year. Obviously, uh, Victor is obviously the prohibitive favorite, right. but my concern is durability. And then there might be some other guys that you look at a Scoot Henderson or someone else that might oh, yeah. intrigue people. I know for me in the national football league, a guy that I think is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. I think it's gonna be two players, Bryce young or Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think JSN is going to be a tough cover. And so if you can kind of identify somebody that you think you can bet on early on, there's an opportunity. And that's to your point right now in the summer league, some of the numbers might get posted. Don't listen. I'm telling you right now, all the other people are speculating just like you. Oh, they, dude. That's what people don't understand. Like, well, this line moved. I'm like, so what? I have sat in Orlando summer league right. where, where there's no public access. It's just media available. Dude, these people don't know. They're just absolutely guessing on some of this stuff. That's why I do like, so like game to game in the summer league, I probably, I won't bet more than like five games. And it's yeah. literally just based on like, oh, hey, we get information here that player X isn't going to be available. Like, like Chet Holmgren last year was one of them, whatever. Like, yeah. hey, oh, he's not playing. Let's, you know, that's, let's get that before it moves. So you don't want to sit there and go, who do you like tonight? You know, <laughs> like I found like four write-ups on all of the NBA summer league games yesterday and people like trying to break it down. I'm like, I don't think it's the way you want to go. Um, but to your overall point, what I do think is cool and fun, which you actually can, I think, evaluate a little somewhat accurately and bet on them are the futures. Yeah. So, like, for example, last year, one of the futures bets that I had made was the Knicks were about like 12 to one to win the summer league championship. Mm -hmm. They had second year player in Quentin Grimes. Yep. They had a lot of they had a lot of return like guys who because that's some of the keys for me. Yep. Like you want like guys going into their second year that played good minutes for their team, high end rookie talent that's going to play quite a bit. And sure enough, Quentin Grimes, if you look back at some of the stats last year, he was I think he led the summer league in scoring and was second in both rebounds and assists, but top two in all three categories. And they made it to a summer league championship. And sure enough, you're sitting on something great and you can do something with it. I, I think that's the way you want to do it. I think if you look at the rosters today, we can go over some of them. Like there's three teams that kind of stick out. There's odds there. But to your overall point, 
Yeah, if you're going away and just being like, ah, you know what? Like yesterday, one of the popular bets was the Lakers minus two and a half. Didn't really work out. <laughs> so, like, that's it's one of the things where you're kind of just looking at rosters and going, yeah, two and a half seems right for this team. Let's do that. But to your point, I think one of the things that people don't realize is Quentin Grimes is not a guy that the average person who doesn't follow the NBA is going to know. Yeah. Just, but Quentin Grimes against these guys in the NBA Summer League, he's far better than them. Look, so many of these players that are playing here, there's a couple things. As a fan, if you don't live in a market where you have access to an NBA team or maybe sometimes it might be out of people's reach economically, great opportunity to come and see some bona fide stars down the line come and play here at a reasonably priced ticket. Um, but but the one thing I think people forget is that a Quentin Grimes has got NBA experience has played. A lot of these guys outside of some of the top five picks who may not even play that much, mm-hmm. the rest of these guys – they're just fighting to hope to get to a camp. Forget being on a roster. Sure. They're not NBA players. And I think that's one of the things is a big difference in this. And you always have to be careful. And this is why information helps too in the grand scheme of things as well. So like the Houston Rockets, for example. So you have the names that you expect. You have Amon Thompson, their first round, you know, their first overall selection or their first selection, excuse me, uh, in the draft this of like what, last week or so. Uh, you have Cam Whitmore out of Villanova. Again, one of the yeah. first round picks. Hey, look, these are names that you expect. Also on the roster, Jabari Smith Jr., who's played a lot of minutes for him last year in Tari Eason among some other names. So I think a lot of people look at the Rockets and like, dude, the Rockets are loaded for the summer league. But if you read some reports, the reports are that quote, Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason will be featured at some point. That doesn't sound like a team that's rolling out Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason almost every single night. And so that's why you got to find the intricacies in some of these two and not just go and fire away on some of these rosters you like. Same thing with the Pacers. You know, you have a lot of these guys on the Pacers coming into this thing. Benedict Matherin's on their summer league roster. Do you really think Benedict Matherin's going to come out and play all four games plus a fifth every day for the the Pacers? I'll tell you why Benedict Matherin's on the roster. Just simply to get a free trip to Vegas. And? I mean, I don't know how serious they'll take it. To practice with the team, you got to be on the roster. Yeah. So, like, he'll throw in a couple of practices, like you said. He'll be hanging out here in Vegas that, and doing whatever. But, like, that's the whole point of, like, getting these guys on the roster. I'm going to tell you what's a pretty interesting roster is the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the, in. Nick Smith, uh, James Booknight, who was drafted in 21, first-round pick out of Connecticut. Uh, Bryce McGowan's, who was drafted 40th last year. Amari uh, Bailey, who went uh, number 41 in this year's draft. I'm not a big leaky black guy, but he's going to be a guy fighting. And then Nathan Mensa is going to be one of the biggest guys on this uh, on this floor out here. He can defend. He's a guy that I think you'll see get some run because you want to see how he kind of uh, protects the rim at the NBA level. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I just think that's an intriguing roster to pay attention to. What do you What do you uh, uh, get in the uh, horn going there for Mr. 18 Wheeler? Arizona with a first run solo shot. Corbin Carroll opposite oh, field yeah. off Max Scherzer. Dude. Man, I will say those. I got to go. So part of the vacation I was just on, we oh, went yeah, out to San Francisco. Parks, right? Yeah, yeah. So we just went to Oracle. So we went out and saw the Giants play. And uh, unfortunately, in the game, Corbin Carroll, I think it went like oh four, like a strikeout. Didn't really do much. It was kind of a boring game. But it is cool. We were right behind home plate, like oh, watching him. Like, oh yeah, like being able to watch and like just see up that, close. It's such I, a good park, and that I was would, awesome. I would rather go to one baseball game every five years and sit in great seats. Yep. Then go to a lot of games and have awful seats. So one of the reasons I'm not, by the way, I think it's the second best ballpark in baseball. I haven't been yet. It was oh, really cool, dude. Great. It was You're right really down there cool. in China Basin. You can go over yep. to Gordon Biersch, walk over to the, the stadium. It's a great place to see a game. They have a little bar that's attached to the park where they have like a side entrance in. So like you oh. can grab your beers and just walk in. Oh, it's, it was Did a it great setup, man. No, it was actually, I got, which, which, you can't really see it. I've got a hard line because I rolled up my sleeves. <laughs> I got burned. Like, I've actually got a hard line tan. It was awesome. Would you go cool. to the Saturday game? Uh, it was Sunday. It Sunday, was a day okay, game, yeah. too. So it was great. Yep. Awesome. But it, it's a, it. you would love it up there. Um, 
But to your point, though, I'm, I think the one problem with baseball going to a game is there's not, in my opinion, a good view anywhere because you can't see the balls and strikes. Like when people argue yeah. about a call, I'm like, how are you arguing yeah. this call from 75 feet away for like 175 feet away? I, look, unless you're sitting in the first couple rows right down there, like by the dugout areas, like if you can't see into a dugout from where you're sitting in the bottom, your seat stinks. You should stay at home because the TV camera angles are way better. I am with you completely. I would agree. agree. Like, it was good seats sitting down there, like, as close as we were. Uh, But at the same time, I'm with you. Like, we were sitting there, and people were booing some of the calls. I'm like, you can't see. Like, I don't know what's happening. There were some where you could tell they were pretty inside. I was like, all right. Like, I could probably think that's a little shaky. But sometimes you can't see, like, a ball in the corner. and what. Like, you you don't know what's happening. Like, you're missing action. But people always ask me why I don't like going to games. There's a multitude of reasons. First of all, you get ripped off on parking and everything else if you buy the consent. Bro. You, were you with your kids? No, it was just us. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, otherwise, you were drinking, though, which is expensive. Uh, it, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. And point, yes. Actually, the right. parking, the drinking, it was crazy how much money we spent on that. That's just that visit alone. And then, so is your wife a baseball fan? I, she likes it live. Okay, so, yes, she's fair. into it. Yes. But, you know, to me, you look at that cost. Then you look at the time. Here's the thing that you guys just made the point, which is on TV, I don't have to question if it's a ball or a strike. I can't tell. You see the replay. I remember being at the Ohio State-Texas game in Austin in 06. And I had to call a friend of mine and ask him. and said, is that a fumble? <laughs> right? Because they weren't showing yeah. the replay in the stadium. We're like, is that a fumble or so, not? I got to tell you. So, I've actually I've never been to an NFL game before. And I got to tell you, I don't really think I'm missing out on much. And no. especially somebody who grew up out here going nope. to like sports books and whatnot. Why would I want to be in a singular stadium and experience that when the viewing experience is so much better? Well, so I the, did. the last time I went to an NFL game as a fan, yeah. to put it into perspective, was 2004 Giants Bears. Craig Krenzel led a second half comeback for Chicago <laughs> to beat the Giants that day. And I, after that day, you know what? I missed out on every other game that happened, and I don't even know what happened in this one. Yep. To your to your point, the NFL has, if you actually time it out, about 11 minutes of action during the entire game. All you're doing is sitting around waiting for the commercial to end. If you go to a Cowboys game, they have a 60-yard Mitsubishi screen. Everybody's doing this. They're just watching the game on the big screen. Nobody's even looking at the field. Uh, all right. We, uh, what time is it? Oh, we got Bob Nightingale coming up. All right. USA Today MLB insider Bob Nightingale. Uh, let's throw at him our scenario, of course, when we're talking about Otani, the MVP scenario, uh, what it would mean if he moved to the National League, and some of the big headlines coming in in MLB. We'll talk to Bob Nightingale next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet five bucks and get 150 in bonus instantly. Use promo code VSIN, V S I N, when you sign up. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. All right, let's continue our conversation about Major League Baseball going. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, MLB Insider, nice enough to give us some time. Uh, so, Bob, we want to throw an off-the-wall topic at you first because Shohei Otani is obviously a big topic of conversation every day because the guy's freaking awesome. Uh, but, you know, as we're inching closer to this trade deadline and thoughts that he might go, let's we'll throw out a hypothetical. Let's say that Shohei Otani gets traded to a team in the National League. My off-the-wall question is, is there a scenario in which the man who is a massive favorite to win American League MVP can still win AL MVP if he gets shipped off to the NL? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I know it's happened before, but I don't think anyone's won it. But, you, you know, getting getting votes, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it'd be fascinating to see how that works. I mean, when you think about it, 
could be the first guy in history to win an MVP in ALN. And all. But, yeah, that's a great question. Bob, the only thing we had that was comparable, I thought, in 84 when Sutcliffe got traded from what is now the Guardians to the Cubs in June of that year, and he won the National League Cy Young. But you've got such prohibitive runaway favorites in Ronald Acuna and uh, Shohei Otani. We were just curious because it's only we're in July and they probably wouldn't trade him at this point in time until the deadline. So it'd be interesting how that plays out. If you're the Angels, do you make this move for a player that can get you a King's Ransom back? I don't. Only because, you know, they say they want to keep him. They think they have a shot to keep him. If you trade him, you got no shot to keep him. I remember when the Red Sox traded John Lester in, uh, you know, to Oakland A's that year, and he was a free agent. And uh, I think Lester wanted to come back. And they thought, okay, we'll, we'll bring him back at our price. And once Lester left, he goes, you know what? I, I found out life's okay on their side. I get, you know, I don't have to be in Boston. And I think the same thing with Otani. Like, okay, I don't have to be in the comforts of my uh, place next, you know, by the stadium and, and uh, so comfortable and everything else that he would say, you know what? Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and leave as a free agent. So I've been pretty adamant, and Bob, I am an Angels fan, so I've followed the team for a while. I think that Artie Moreno and the Angels, the powers that be, won't really let that happen. I think he'll stay on the team through the season. But do you think the injury to Trout, we now know, came out about, what, an hour ago, he's going to hit the IL for 10 days, uh, or excuse me, the 10-day IL. We don't know if it's the only 10 days. Does that change the math at all, that, that Trout's going to go down, that this team is riddled with injuries, the depth that they were lauding in the preseason, uh, now all of a sudden it's gotten really a big hit, and they're kind of floundering a bit. Does that change the math at all, that maybe the likelihood increases? or we're pretty solid that they're not going to move him before the deadline? I mean, pretty solid they won't move him, but, you know, he's going to be out for a while. I and mean, this is yep. six to eight weeks. So, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, mid-August at the earliest. So, I'm not sure. I mean, it'd have to really fall apart uh, with the seven games back in the division, hanging on the wild card race. If they went to a complete free fall, you know, then I think you'd have to talk to Otani, talk to ownership, and say, you know what, is there any chance to get something done? If you're convinced you're not going to come back here, then we're going to go ahead and move you. But it, it has to go on the street convinced by Otani that, a, uh, that he's not coming back. Bob, I'm going to give you the entire field in baseball, or you can have the Tampa Bay Rays and the hottest team in the world right now, the Atlanta Braves. Who are you taking? Ooh, I'd probably take Atlanta right now uh, over Tampa. And right now they're the two clear-cut, uh, you know, favorites. Uh, about a month ago, I actually booked hotel rooms for both places for the World <laughs> Series. I mean, I think they're, they're both that good. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But right now, I'd give Atlanta the edge. I mean, man, the way they're uh, hammering the ball and everything else, and they're you know, winning at home and road. Where Tampa uh, is a fabulous team, but so much more dominant at home than the road. By the way, I like the fact that he's already booking hotel rooms for the World Series. That's pretty good confidence in both those teams there, JVT. You got to do it, man. It's going to be a busy time if that actually ends up happening. Uh, all right, let's go to another American League team, uh, one that has kind of hit a little bit of a bump in the road. They've lost seven out of their last ten. Uh, is there any worry that the Texas Rangers are starting, Bob, to maybe turn into a little bit of a pumpkin? The the runners and scoring position numbers were incredible. Uh, we know that the pitching staff is probably on thin ice in terms of being something that's going to be acceptable throughout the entire season. And any worry that the Rangers are starting to become a little bit like uh, more down to earth and more of the team that they probably should be as opposed to what they were. Well, maybe a slight drop off. I mean, it really helped getting Chapman the way he's been uh, uh, pitching for KC and pitching you know, well for them. 
you know, I thought it was a real good sign that they're down 10 to two. Mm-hmm. So great team like the Astros come back and take the lead in the eighth and, you know, losing the ninth. Uh, but still, you know, great team, great, uh, great manager, Bruce Bochy. So I, I think they'll be, just, you know, just fine. I think it's going to be a heck of a, a race between them and the Astros who wins this thing. Bob, don't criticize me for this question, but is there any chance the New York Yankees, if things continue to just kind of stay in neutral, I know they won the last couple of games against the Orioles, could be a potential seller at the trade deadline because this offense has been anemic. If Judge isn't back, I, I don't see how this team can make a push. I don't see them selling. I really don't. I'm not sure I ever see them uh, selling again. They've tried that before. You know, mild sells. Uh, but no, I mean, you look at what's happened when Judge won the DL. Uh, they've gone 12 and 13 since, and they had a two and a half game lead in the wild card race. Well, now it's only a two game lead. I mean, they didn't lose any ground. Uh, no team in the American League really picked it up. Uh, you know, nobody really you know scared you as far as other wild card teams that you know take over. You know, Seattle's been floundering. Uh, you know, we know about the Angels' news, everything else. Toronto's been a big disappointment. So I still think they get in. I really do. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, we were, I think we're starting to get a little bit more noise here. I know that uh, Marcus Stroman, the reports are, that hasn't been happy with the uh, the lack of an extension offered to him. So what is the latest with a guy like Stroman? Because I, I feel like he'd be a highly coveted arm around the deadline. And I think uh, the Giants have been named as a team that have been sniffing around him. What do you think in terms of a future for Stroman here and what the Cubs could do with him? Well, yeah, there's seven out. Uh, you know, if they fall too much further back, then I think they would have no choice but to trade Stroman. But, you know, he's come out and said he wants to leave as a free agent. Uh, the thing with the Giants, I remember doing the story with him a year ago, and he says uh, he came so close to saying with the Giants and went on and on praising them uh, from top to bottom and says, you know what, I want to play for the Giants one day. So uh, I think there's such, you know, mutual respect between the two. It's like, you know, why, why, why not make a move there? The Giants, uh, the Giants need another starter. Uh I would, I think, push him over the top and make sure that he gets that wild card, you know, least wild card race, if not win the division. Well, the Chicago White Sox are six games back in fourth place in the American League Central, but this team has struggled all year long. From your perspective, what's been the issue with this uh, team? I just think they're a complete mess. I mean, there's no difference. Uh, you know, I kept talking about, you know, Taylor Russo blaming him for everything. Well, they're the same thing. You know, it's like the third or fourth manager. You know, they haven't played well under. Uh, so I think at some point you guys just got to break it up, you know, trade, trade away guys and almost start over. You know, not completely. You know, I won't trade. You're not going to trade Luis Robert. You know, shouldn't trade a deal in the seas. But every, everybody else should be on the table. It's just it's just not working out. It's just a, uh, a bad fit in there. And, you know, they keep saying, well, here we come, here we come. Well, we've been hearing that for three years now. It's, not, it's just not working. So I think at this point, the awards markets we've talked about a lot, the MVPs, Otani probably staying in the American League, uh, seem to have some runaway favorites here. But in the Cy Young market, there seems to be a little bit more um, movement, we'll say, that somebody could win this thing, one of like four or five choices in both leagues. For right now, who would you have as your top candidates to win Cy Young on both American and national? Well, I probably have to go with Shane McClanahan and the uh, American League with Tampa. You know, Garrett Cole, you know, is, is right there. Uh, National League is really open. You know, from uh, Spencer Strider to Zach Gallon to, uh, you know, to a Marcus Stroman. Uh, you know, this would be your any closer, you know, jumped out. 
didn't have a chance to grab that award, you know, like if, if Class A was pitching like he did a year ago. But it's a uh, wide, wide open. I'm not sure we've seen something this wide open, you know, a, a whole half, uh, you know, half a year. Uh, I don't, you know, there's not a, there's not a clear cut favorite in either league. Bob, I'm going to throw in one more name for you in the National League. Tell me what you think. Blake Snell has been absolutely on a tear the last eight starts. He's pitched extremely well, as well as anyone in baseball. He really has. Uh, you know, he was hoping to go to the All-Star game with the, uh, with, you know, the game being Seattle. He's from Seattle. Uh, you know, but just from what happened before, you know, the previous months, I think he's, he's uh, short. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to be a, a free agent to the market. He'd love to go back to Tampa. Really misses it. Uh, you know, he's been a disappointment in San Diego. Finally trying to pick that now. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he's a, uh, yeah, if he pitches like he has the last month, if he does that for the next three months of the season, then he'd be in the second picture for sure. Bob, last 30 seconds. You a big fireworks guy or not? Yeah, I enjoy it. I uh, think the last time I just sat back and uh, enjoyed the fireworks and back and watched them. But, yeah, particularly the uh, – Particularly the big cities, whether Chicago, New York, that sort of thing. It's, it's Boston. It's special. Well, you're awesome, Bob. We appreciate some time. Thanks, man. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Bob Nightingale, USA Today. I'll ask that question to you guys, too. I won't spoil it, but I'm not a big fireworks guy. Just say that much. But I love America's birthday. Absolutely. We'll talk more about Blake Snell, by the way, on the other side, because that's a pretty interesting angle. And also one of the names he mentioned, 10 to 1 to win an award. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. (laughs) 
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today. You get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You're going to get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com's picks page as well. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event data, more. And you can check the top experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now. 19 bucks at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I'm not weeping. I just had an eyelash in my eye. I just want to... Actually, I was weeping over the beauty of what the 4th of July means for all of us. I thought it was over the Otani news. That he's staying forever? No. With tears of joy. Tears of joy. When he retires as an angel, when that cap is an angel's cap, I'm telling you. Look, at Dustin looks like he's looking at me like I'm crazy. He, Anaheim's fine. It's a fine place to be. But it's, let's be real. Anaheim and Portland are about the same thing. For being, to, no one wants to be there. You just end up there sometimes. I've never been to Portland, so I cannot Comparing it to it. Dame Lillard. Yeah. No one's actively seeking out to go to Portland. Like, that's I, why how Portland, everyone's worried about how Portland treats Dame in this situation, how it will affect future free agents wanting to go there. It doesn't matter. No. Dame's there and no one else wants what to go there. What are you talking about? For they get free agents every single year. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. They should be careful. Yeah. I think so, that's one of the dumbest things ever, but in I the agree. same instance. What's that? Well, just because he's referring to, and actually there was a report just like an hour ago that like, like, hey, the Trailblazers, like, they better watch out. They better, they better treat Dame nicely because the other players are watching. Like, screw the other players. <laughs> they don't want to be right. there either. None I, of I, you come here anyway. Why would I care? I can tell you right now, most players are like, where? Right. <laughs> well, and here's also the other thing. If Portland, let's say the Scoot Henderson thing works out, and they're awesome in, like, five years, right, and they're going to be one of the best play teams in the Western Conference, do you think that in five years someone's going to go like, I don't know, when you traded Damian Lillard <laughs> to Utah, I didn't really like that. It'll like, be different GM, different coach, right. probably different owners at that Who point. Cares? It's, it's, it's like the great Charles Barkley line. Somebody gets traded, they're off him four years and 80 million, and Charles goes, do you have a pen? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? I mean, it's the same thing. Like, yes, absolutely. Money talks. Uh, all right. Speaking of money, you guys have been making money on Blake Snell? Well, we're hoping to. We took him. I think Dustin got him at 40 to 1. A couple weeks ago, we were just like, you know what? He's had three or four really good starts. Yeah. We we did a breakdown. I want to say it was May 6th. Spencer Strider got roughed up by the Mets. And me, me and Amal were talking. We're like, I think this NL Cy Young race is a little more open than people think. We we like Gallon, but yeah. obviously he has a lot of struggles on the road. That's got to weigh a lot heavier, right? Like yeah. you can't be that bad on the road and, and still be this big of a favorite. So we're like, look, Zach Gallon shouldn't be as heavy as a favorite yeah. as he is. He was like plus two fifteen or something at the mm-hmm. time. So we started looking around. I got down on Kershaw ten to one, Logan Webb eighteen to one, Stroman twenty to one, and twelve to one. I'm like, let me fade these guys at the top coming off that Strider start because he didn't drop enough. Then Blake Snell started to heat up and Amal and I started talking like he's 40 to one. He's had two or three good starts. I'm going to jump on it. Had another one. Amal got in at 35 to one. I came back at 30 to one and like 23 to one. And now on DraftKings, he's 18 to one right now for the NL Cy Young Blake Snell. And he's so hot. He might be worth it over his last six starts, averaging six innings per start. 0.75 0.75 ERA, 60 strikeouts in 36 innings, and a 0.89 whip. There may not be a pitcher hotter than him. He now in less starts, one less start than Zach Gallon, who is your favorite. He has one more strikeout, and now, after Gallon got roughed up, a lower ERA. Blake Snell, 
absolutely needs to be in the discussion for NL Cy Young right now. And to Dustin's point real quick, JVT, last 63 innings, he's given up four runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's outstanding. Last night, has runners at the corners, nobody out for the Angels in the top of the second, gets two consecutive strikeouts and then a line out to get out of the inning. You know, works around seven hits scattered over five innings. He's not going to go that deep, but remember, this is a guy that went 21-5 and five with Tampa, has previously won a Cy Young award, so I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Right now, the way he's pitching, just over the last, I would say, six weeks, he's been the best pitcher in baseball. Well, I think for me, and I know that he still had a couple of flare-ups here and there, like when he started against the Angels the other day, he still walked four guys, yeah. but like that he seems to be to your point, Dustin, about like the whip. He seems to be keeping that under command a little bit better than at times past. Cause he's got a couple of starts sandwiched in here where you're talking about no walks at all for him over the course, of like seven innings we started Colorado, which he did it. I think two starts ago, he did it against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't anticipate him keeping this pace up. I'm just yeah. saying at this point, he's absolutely solidified himself in the mix. And because I'm all jump, I'm all, and I jumped on him at such a high price early on. We now have some wiggle room for some options here as this NL Cy Young race opens up. As some of these other guys become longer and he gets shorter, we could get down on them and get huge prices and just sit back, relax, and watch this play out. Real quick, JVT, the one thing, Strider's going to run away with the strikeout title in the National League. He's got 155 Ks. Blake Snell's at 121. Keller's at 125. Um Here's the thing, though. I'm not worried about the wins and losses, but now you look at Blake Snell. He's got an ERA at 3.04. It's not overwhelming, but still, it's a situation where he could wind up somewhere in the twos if he does that with the way he's performing down the stretch. Kershaw's on the shelf. Marcus Stroman's had a rough start. I, I think there's some opportunities here for him. My, um, This is why, too, I wish more be- like uh, books did what Circuit does this for their futures. I think the takeaway here is that if you gave it to me, I would totally bet the no on Zach Gallen what? to win MVP, to win Cy Young. Because, like, he's still at, like, that two-to-one range. I don't get, like, yeah. I like Zach Gallen. But too. he's still going to have half his, ro- his starts on the road for the rest of the season. And that means that ERA is only going to go up. I just, th- I think there's a lot of options in the NL right now. And I think Snell's firmly in the mix. And I wouldn't put, put it past some other guys who are longer to get back in it. Like, he shortened up some in the last couple weeks, Amal. But I keep telling you, I have Bryce Elder at 70 to one. I don't expect him to win the Cy Young and I keep waiting for it to fall apart, but he's there. I think he has like the second highest war among pitchers in the NL right now. Like he's a guy similar to the Kyle Hendricks discussion. Doesn't strike a lot of guys out, pitches to a lot of contact, but he could win the ERA title in the national league. And he shortened up in the last 10 days from 70 to one to 40 to one. Yeah, he's 2.46 ERA right now, just behind Justin Steele, who's at 2.43. Kershaw, 2.55 on the disabled list. I mentioned Stroman gave up five runs in his last start against the Guardians on Saturday. So an opportunity there. And one other thing that bodes well in your elder pick, Dustin, is the fact that this Atlanta Braves team continues to sizzle. Mm -hmm. And if you can get those wins, if he winds up with 16, 17 wins with an ERA under two and a half, I think it really bodes well for his chances. Can we go uh, American League really quickly? Yeah. Because uh, Bob Nightingale mentioned uh, Shane McClanahan was like the first name out of his mouth. He's still at like 10 to one to win. Why has there been this market like hesitancy to kind of buy in on McClanahan here as a side? Well, he got hurt. He's on the IL. Yeah. And so he had a back injury, tried to pitch through it. He had a short start where he was pulled. They brought him back next time through the rotation. He got roughed up. They took him out of the game. He's now on the IL. Will only miss a limited number of starts because of the the all-star break. Mm -hmm. I have him preseason 12 to 1 and 10 to 1. If his back is okay, which is a massive if, it is the only if in this situation, preventing him from being the favorite again for the Cy Young. If his back is okay, he has such a higher K rate than almost everyone else that – 
I might come back for him again at 10 to 1 right now. I, Although I think Otani, I got him at 12 to 1 last week. He was down to 10 to 1 a few days ago at plus 700 on DraftKings. Shohei Otani's best months are July, August or August and September. If we if we can put up the American League Cy Young Award graphics real quick to your guys point, JVT brought up a great point. I didn't realize that uh excuse me, uh, he had fallen this far behind Shane McClanahan in terms of the odds. He's 11 and one. And you talked about the strikeouts. I thought maybe there was some concern last year. Remember they kind of uh, slowed him down in August. He still made 28 starts. That's a good enough number. In my opinion, to be able to win the Cy Young at 10 to one. I look, I'm not buying Framber. I just think Framber's a very, very good pitcher. Mm-hmm. But he, when you look at Framber at, Val, at Valdez, you don't go, this guy, and he's going to go every fifth day. He's going to go yep. six, seven innings, he's two right. two runs. He's fantastic. He's a really yeah. good pitcher. But Shane McClanahan might go out there and go seven innings, two hit ball, 12 strikeouts. And that's, but the way, the reason why I bring him up too, if you read some of the quotes, like after he was like, after he was left that game, like one of the quotes from McClanahan, uh, I don't know what it is yet. Uh, I don't really think anyone's overly concerned. My arm felt really good. I was throwing 99. Uh, so that was good to see. Like, it doesn't seem like it's an overtly serious injury to the point where I would knock him back as far so, as the odds have. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, but here's my concern is when they pulled him, Kevin Cash was like, no, we just pulled him for precautionary yeah. reasons. And then, and then the know. next yeah. start, it happens again. Yeah. It wasn't quite precautionary if it's popping up again. Okay. I, I'll yeah. give you guys a couple of stats for Amber compared to him. Okay, Framber's made 16 starts. Uh, excuse me, McClanahan's made 17. Mm-hmm. Framber Valdez has had five starts where he's given up three runs or more. They've all been three and four. Shane McClanahan has made 17 starts. He's had three starts where he's given up a four, a four, and a three. Everything else, the other 13, 14 starts have been two runs or less. One guy's good. The other guy's elite. Yep. That's the difference here. I Look, I told you, I've got, he's one of my biggest liability when it comes to, to award market futures. I would come down on him again at 10 to one because he shouldn't be that number. Uh, and this, this race is more wide open than we ever anticipated it was going to be. It looked like it was just going to be Cole McClanahan and maybe one other. Yep. I, I tell you for me, okay, Framber's at 2.49 and Shane's at 2.53. They're both pretty comparable in the strikeouts right now. Uh, Valdez at 110, uh, McClanahan at 101. If one of these guys wins the ERA title, I think they're going to win the Cy Young. All right, Amal, you mentioned uh, an MVP. Was it an MVP bet in the National Football League? Yes. Okay, we got to get to that. We have a three-point stance. We have played it. It's already the third hour. We're done, right? The show's over? At least that's what I thought the first time I filled it. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.